Good morning, everyone. Welcome to Daily Drop-In Morning Show on Friday, December 3rd. It is a big day today. We have a ton to talk about, articles, good news, and spoiler alert, it's the one and only Brad Hughes' birthday. And so obviously today is just the international day of fun. We have so many good conversations to come, so many conversations to recap from this week. So please go fill up your coffee and get ready for a wonderful morning, kicking it off with the Teach Better team. We'll be right back. Good morning. Good morning. Thank you for kicking off your morning with the Teach Better team over on Daily Drop-In. Or, of course, if you're listening to this after the fact, we appreciate that you're here, regardless of what time it is. But we'd love to actually know when and when and where you're listening. So maybe like direct message us on Twitter or Instagram or Facebook and, and let us know that you're listening to the podcast. I will say, Brad, it is your birthday this morning. It obviously will be something that the entire Teach Better network is celebrating. But Carrie Pitstick was the first to comment. Happy birthday, Brad. So it's a thing. I can, I can always count on Carrie to be among the first to spread good wishes and birthday cheer. So it's amazing to celebrate my big day with uh, with a kind of a big deal. Ray Hewitt and the daily drop-in and uh, tons to celebrate today. Lots of good news ahead. Lots of sharing great tips and great strategies to make our working lives and our life lives uh, exciting. And I, I'm all set. And I would encourage everyone listening or watching today to, you know, have a slice of cake to celebrate my birthday. Treat yourself. You deserve it. Oh, my gosh. Permission to eat cake at mm -hmm. 7 a.m. Eastern. Sign yep. me up. You heard oh it here. <laughs> I will say, Brad, I feel like I knew it must have been your birthday this week because yesterday I went to a cupcake place and picked out cupcakes. I feel like I need to stick a candle in one and bring it to you and you can try a cupcake from, you know, a local place here in Naperville. If it's an iced cupcake, Ray, you can take a finger or a straw or a spoon. You can mark it with a B in my honor. Uh, and I mean, you can keep it to yourself. You can share it with a friend. I mean, it could be a worldwide Brad Hughes birthday celebration. You just never know where this could go. I just want to be clear, Brad. It will be a worldwide, worldwide Brad Hughes birthday celebration <laughs> today. Our network is global and everyone here is going to understand the importance of Brad Hughes' birthday. So this is very exciting. I will say, Brad, I went to this cupcake place and I want you to like really envision it. You're walking in, beautiful bakery, so many smells. They have like a like a bar along the side, kind of like as if it was an alcoholic beverage place. And you mm -hmm. can sit in a swing and eat your cupcake. Okay, this is like top notch right here. And every flavor possible, every flavor imaginable, you've you can't even imagine all the flavors they have. What type of cupcake would you order? Like what is the go-to birthday Brad Hughes cupcake flavor? I'm thinking uh, vanilla with French vanilla buttercream and maybe mm. some of those little sprinkles on top. I, I like it simple. Uh, or it could be lemon. I, I like lemon. So, uh, you know, lemon flavored uh, cupcake with, with buttercream icing. And I'm just thinking about the bliss of, you know, sinking your teeth into a delicious freshly baked cupcake. And if you're in a swing, like you're literally defying gravity. It's, I don't know, it just seems like a dream to me. Does this place even exist? Are you just making this all up, right? 
Brad, I know that we have not gotten to meet in person yet. And we have, I, I have a list of, of things on my bucket list. I think one of them is that you need to travel to Naperville, Illinois, which I know is probably not on your vacation list. And you need to come sit in a swing. That's what I'm saying. It is now on my vacation list. And I discovered just quite by accident the other day, uh, I, as I was enjoying a pre-birthday snack of one of my favorite treats, Cracker Jack, that among many other things, Cracker Jack was invented in Chicago, Illinois. Uh, and so I, I'm just ticking things off my list of the amazing things that come from your part of the world, Ray. I think that's just because people hear like little gifts and trinkets. That must be it. That's it. There must be like a, a glut of molasses there. I mean, they need all that molasses to cover that popcorn. But uh, it's, just, it's just amazing. I mean, the Chicago Art Institute, uh, the art, uh, the um, the architecture in Chicago, um, the day life, the nightlife. It's just it, it is a must visit destination. And now that I know about Naperville and the swing and muffin spot, I, I got to go. Got to go. I'm thrilled that you understand how impactful this can be on everyone's vacation list. So who knew that on Friday, December 3rd, you not only would be celebrating your birthday, but also adding to your vacation list. I mean, really, this has been a blessing already so far. It's been a real blessing, Ray. When, when it comes to cupcakes, you know, I, I, I better make sure that I get that uh, that destination onto my list. And uh, it's, it's just going to be an incredible time for you and I to just relax and, and take a swing and enjoy some of that delicious cupcake. This is the best morning ever. <laughs> Shout out to Adam. Adam texted me yesterday that um, a, a good news article that we referenced earlier this week was actually a Netflix like movie or documentary. So shout out to Adam, who's always listening to Daily Drop-In, whether it be live with us currently or on the podcast. Adam, I don't know how you always catch it. You have, you know, you have an alarm set or something, um, but also following up when he saw the special on Netflix of it was the story, Brad, of those two people that accidentally texted each other yeah. and to celebrate Thanksgiving together. It's now on Netflix. Who knew? Incredible. I heard you discussing that uh, on the Daily Drop-In this week about these unexpected connections. Uh, and that's the great thing about uh, just being aware in your environment of of who might need just, you know, that friendly and warm eye contact or a smile or a hi, how are you? Someone you don't even know, like maybe someone in the supermarket line or, you know, someone on your way to and from work or, or someone in your workspace that you don't know well yet. It's just, it's just amazing. These unexpected connections can have very, very rich and very, very powerful long-term impact on everyone's well-being. Yes. Oh, so good. He also says he wants a spice cupcake. Oh, that would be, that could be good. I want to, if you're listening live, let us know. I know we've only been live for seven minutes and it's very, very early. However, I want you to think to like lunchtime. I want you to think to the end of your day, what cupcake will you want for Brad Hughes birthday. Brad, how are you celebrating? Is are you know, tell me about your birthday traditions in your family. I'm sure that your family is celebrating alongside you. For sure, Ray. Uh I've opened up a card from my mom with a really lovely message. It was like, oh, like it was just a lovely message inside and a couple of little gift cards. Uh one of the gift cards would uh, I can treat myself to a coffee drink on the way to or from work. Another gift card was to treat myself to an evening or weekend drink. Uh, from a little bit of a different place there. So that was great. And uh, uh, gifts are go uh, family gifts will come later on. We're going to order in tonight. Uh, my uh, daughter and son will be around and my wife and I will have dinner in tonight and just celebrate, probably throw on a movie or maybe two and just relax, just relax, kind of just 
ease into uh, what will be a great weekend ahead. And it's a Grand Prix weekend this week, Ray. Uh, so we're going to be watching the uh, the Formula One this weekend, you know, practice today and qualifying tomorrow and then the Grand Prix on Sunday. So it's, it's going to be a full and a fun weekend of just like, oh, yeah, we've earned it. <laughs> But also, it sounds relaxing. I mean, those are mm -hmm. the best ways, in in my opinion. I'm such a, maybe I'm a geek in this way, but like, I love those quiet nights in. You have just great food. You didn't have to work that hard to prepare it. It just kind of like gets delivered. You're surrounded by your favorite people. Throw on something easy on the television. That sounds like such a wonderful way to celebrate. <laughs> and Jennifer said to me this morning when the alarm clock went off, two thoughts came to her. First was, it's Brad's birthday. And the second was, I don't have to make dinner today. <laughs> so typically in our busy working days, uh, Jennifer, you know, Jennifer does work at home. She has a daycare business in our home, uh, serving five families in our neighborhood. And so dinner prep is on her typical part of her typical day. I, I've been having longer afternoons and evenings at work. Typically, I'd be home to support that dinner prep. But it, we've kind of gotten to a cycle where, nope. Got to keep plugging away. And so she, an evening where dinner prep is not on her schedule just gives her a little bit of oh, breathing room in her day, too. So, um, yeah, happiness. I mean, just happiness and getting things to look forward to is crucial. When 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 life is weighing us down and we've got this to do list that's a mile long planning for relaxation, like being intentional about taking time to relax or to enjoy something just for you or just for you and your loved ones is it's really crucial giving us something to look forward to at a time when. Sometimes you don't feel there's a whole lot to look forward to, Ray. I know. And, you know, it's interesting, Brad. I, I found over the last few years, I found there's such a difference between not doing too much activity and truly choosing to relax. Like yeah. there really is, you can have a lazy evening, but not be refueled for the next day. And then you can choose to relax and rejuvenate and treat yourself and really feel wonderful the next morning. And I, I, I've tried so much, so hard recently to make sure that I'm being intentional with those decisions. I, I'm so excited for, for you to be able to celebrate with this weekend and all the family time. And I will say I am going to dinner this evening with my grandmother oh. and we will be blowing out a candle to celebrate your birthday. I, I think every celebration either need to blow out a candle or cheers a really great beverage. So as long as you choose one or you could do both. I consider it celebrated. Ray, I noticed that you and family have been lighting candles to celebrate Hanukkah. And I'm, I'm curious, I don't know, is there is there a tradition around how those are extinguished? Are they blown out or are they gently put out at some point? How does that work? Oh, it's a really specific rule. Gosh, it's so funny that you asked that. I was just asked that question yesterday. Yes, you cannot put them out. They have to they have to burn the whole way down. Oh, incredible. So um, every Jewish family that is celebrating Hanukkah right now, if they're choosing to light candles, We'll light those candles. And then it's a big commitment, Brad, because you can't really go anywhere. You got to wait for them to totally burn down. The candles I have take about an hour to, you know, from beginning to end or so. So um, I, I love having candles lit in the house. It's mm -hmm. something that I don't do quite often, It, but it's been nice this week to be able to, to have those kind of in my kitchen area. And, you know, it takes about an hour of those burning beautifully. And then you start over the next day. It's been great so far. So for those of you celebrating, or if you have friends and family celebrating happy Hanukkah, this, uh, this holiday will end on Sunday night. Mm -hmm. So it's coming to a close, but Outstanding. it's kind of nice birthday. I mean, you get extra candles that, you know, I, I think it's good. I I think it's great. I was just reflecting on our conversation a minute ago about intentional, like taking intentional time to relax. And I, I think there's at least one and maybe more than one of our teach better bloggers over on teachbetter.com that have tackled this topic of 
very, very recently about the importance of of being intentional uh, mm -hmm. about planning for relaxation. And, you know, at, at a time when expectations and feelings and maybe even anxiety or tensions are running high as we ramp up to the end of a school year and as we weave uh, the excitement and sometimes stress and worry uh, around our holiday seasons as well. Uh, I, I can't think of a better time to just flip over there, take a look at what these bloggers are writing about intentional relaxation uh, and fill up your own cup. Uh, and then you can uh, share what you've got with others. Kind of like, you know, sharing the flame of a candle. I think there's an expression that, you know, um, I, share, I mean, uh, the candle allows you to share the flame with another. You can, you can light, you can literally light someone else up. So take, take what energy you have and, uh, and light someone else's candle. You know, candles are great metaphors for so many things, mm -hmm. Brad. I, I, I know there's so many different elements that connect to that because the power of, you know, lighting a candle, you're not, you're not losing anything. It's not like what well, we always talk about, like pouring into a vase, like a vase, mm -hmm. pouring into other glasses. You're, you're in theory losing what's in that cup to support someone else. Yep. And candles are so different. I, I don't know that I use enough candle metaphors. I'm going to put that on my to-do list. Uh, I, I'm sure there are some burning questions coming up for daily drop-in today when we have our brainstorm bank. So uh, I just invite everyone to, to just celebrate, uh, share the light, share the energy. Uh, th the world and our communities de desperately need that right now. All right, Brad, uh, before we transition here, I have to know Lori is commenting. She feels like she just had this conversation about, pup about cupcakes. She's a red velvet with cream cheese frosting. We did talk about this. I don't remember how this came up, but I remember mm -hmm. this discussion or vanilla raspberry. I will say, Lori, I will warn you. This is like a, what's it called? Like a PSA. Like this is an important warning. Mm -hmm. So I order a red velvet cupcake and I bite into it. It's not red velvet. It looked like red velvet, but it was like a Christmas peppermint something. So I will tell you, we got to be careful when you order your cupcakes because all of them look very similar. You got to be careful that you get the right flavor. Red velvet's a good one, but that really incredible, beautiful, beautiful, vibrant color kind of masks. It couldn't really be any flavor. So watch your cupcakes, Lori. Watch your cupcakes. You heard it here, everyone. I mean, you've heard of buyer beware. This is kind of like, Eater beware, and, and you have to literally watch what you eat. Watch what you eat. All right, we're going to transition here to continuing our celebration because we have some holidays, we have some articles, and some good news. So we'll be right back. Good morning, everyone. We're thrilled that you are choosing to be here, a part of Daily Drop-In, where we are live every single morning, Monday through Friday, streaming on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and Twitch, and then also as an episode on our Teach Better Talk podcast. I will say, Brad, while it's your birthday, it's weird. That's not on our website today. So do you think I need to email National today and let them know, like, it's Brad Hughes' birthday. This should be on here with the. I'd, I'd be deeply honored. I'd be deeply honored. There, there are a, a number of known and or well known and lesser known Brad or Bradley Hughes's in the world. If if you did that, Ray, and you wanted it to put that on today's national, I mean, it would just allow me to open up way more connections with amazing people uh, and, and probably expand my network. So yeah, go ahead and do it. I could that can be your birthday gift to me if you like. I do have to say, Brad, there are a lot of holidays in conjunction to your birthday. Yeah. Do you know any of them or is this the is this the reveal of all the holidays that also fall on your birthday? 
this is the reveal. I don't know about any of them. Uh, and so I'm excited to learn, you know, what, what other holidays fall on December 3rd? What, what other celebrations await me and the teach better team today? So I have a very honest question for you. And I feel like this is a, this might be an element of your personality, you know, and I want to hear in the comments, depending on which bucket you fall into when it's your birthday, wake up bright and early, kiss your beautiful wife, tell her how much you appreciate her. Everything's getting going in the morning. Do you pick out your birthday outfit beforehand or like, did you pick it out last night or did you pick out your birthday outfit like this morning? Will you change before work? How does your birthday outfit work? I think about what I might like to wear the night before, but I rarely pick it out. Like often it's like, you know, pull this sweater down, check out this pair of pants, you know, make sure the socks are lined up. And uh, in terms of work, I do dress, I dress for comfort. I dress for mobility. I I dress for the ability to, to get up and down, to, to meet, literally meet the kids where they are and to, and to, I've got running shoes on at work and just sort of making sure that I'm out there. Uh, and it, it gives me a lot of energy and, and hopefully it energizes and supports the people around me. So weekends are a little bit different, but I, I rarely pick out my outfit the night before. I mean, some folks will set it out on a, on a hanger or a dresser or, or on, a, on a bed or nightstand. And I, that's not me. I'm, I'm, I'm warning of absolutely. So then just to take this further, Brad, cause I will get to the point of this in a second. Great. You are live here right now with us. You look wonderful, buddy. Oh, thanks. Will you change before work? Or like, is this the work outfit? Because it's going to relate to today's holiday. This is the work outfit. This okay. is it. Wrong answer. I'm sorry, friend. Oh. Wrong mm-hmm. answer. It is actual, actually International Sweater Vest Day. And I think that you need to put on a sweater vest. Uh, something a little, something, of, this is a new feature here. These are actually zip off sleeves here in my sweater. Uh, courtesy of Old Navy. It's a really, oh wait, sorry, this isn't the right one. I've got a zip off sweater, sleeve sweater. Uh, it's a same color, just in a different, uh, a different drawer. I pulled the wrong one, but yeah. Uh, international. So, I, I love, I love a good sweater vest, wore them more frequently than, than uh, more than more frequently in past years, but no, I, I love a good sweater vest. Well, it says here, you can't deny that the fashion staple is making a fashionable comeback. I think Brad, you need to celebrate international sweater vest day. In addition, there are a lot of other holidays, one of which just seems to be fitting. It is National and International Bartender Appreciation Day. So go thank your bartender friend, regardless of what you're ordering there. It's International Day of Persons with Disabilities. Mm -hmm. And it is also very interesting. This could be something we talked about earlier. Let's Hug Day. So if you have a birthday today, or if you are just appreciative of the people around you, if you can safely safely, safely find a way to give a hug. It is let's hug day. That sounds like and what cool. better way Ray to prepare yourself for a hug than to have the warm, but sleeve permitting goodness of a sweater vest. I mean, you've got all of this arm real estate that you can share with others. It's, it's loose, you know, in the shoulder area, it just gives you the full range of, of huggable motion. So I, I think that they work together national sweater vest. How about national hug someone wearing a sweater vest day? Oh, we just will put these together. The last thing, and I really like this one, Brad. I don't know how you would appreciate this on your birthday, but it's also International Day of Making a Gift. So outstanding. So it's like an unofficial holiday encourages people to create gifts for their loved ones. The picture here is out of leaves and pine cones. I mean, Brad, I'm a really good doodler. I could make you a gift. I would love that. And you're not going to believe this, but our good news story today is actually about 
making gifts. I kid you not. I've got it set up right here. It's about making gifts, like amazing synchronicity. I just love it when the universe comes together like this, Ray. I cannot wait to hear the story. I'm going to title this this story as the crow flies. It's, it's, It's about crows crows corvids making gifts are you ready for this and when you say crows you mean like the bird yeah the bird yeah the bird the, the, okay. the large black birds uh, uh this story comes to us from goodnewsnetwork.org uh after years of helping a crow family a mind uh, a man was left mind blown over their homemade gifts homemade gifts in return ray to back to bird watcher stuart dahlquist uh, spent years leaving food out for a family of crows, never expected to g- be given anything in return for the snack. So this uh, 56-year-old uh, avid bird watcher in Seattle was shocked when the birds that he had uh, had grown this relationship with uh, began to leave with him several gifts. They left gifts, including, and there's a picture that I'll pop into our, uh, our chat stream here, including uh, twigs off of a pine tree with aluminum pop tabs threaded through them. And so Stuart remarks on uh, Twitter, we've been feeding a small family of four crows for several years. Last week, two days in a row, they left these gifts, pull tabs threaded onto pine twigs. Stuart says, it isn't only generous, it's creative, it's art. His mind is blown. So that's it, homemade gifts from crows. Maybe to say thanks to Stuart for looking out for a crow family in need. Okay, first off, that is so stinking cool. And just as a note, that's way better than like your cat bringing you a mouse from the from the outside. I'm just saying, you say clothes sure and gifts, and I'm like, oh, what can what can an animal bring you that you don't want? And that that may not be so good. Incredible. There's the uh, there's the link in our uh, chat stream for those who are watching live or are picking up the broadcast later on. Uh, uh, teachbetter.com or on our Teach Better Facebook group. But uh, yeah, uh, art created by crows to thank a bird watcher for helping them out. So cool. You know, I I think that that is such a beautiful story. That would actually be a really cool story to bring to students because you're now fostering the conversation of relationships. You're fostering the conversation of sharing your appreciation for someone. Um, that's incredible. It kind of almost, Brad, feels like when Alfred and Harvey bring me their really slobbery toy. It's almost, almost the same, but a little different. Our dog, Charlie, will bring us a toy, but then we'll want to run away. So it's, it's, we call it chase. So the toy comes out and, oh, toy. so, but it's not tug or fetch. It's chase, just chase me around and around. Yeah. Uh, such a scamp. So yeah, I mean, our, our animal friends have all kinds of ways of connecting with us. And uh, yeah, I, I agree, uh, you know, pine twigs threaded with, a little uh, pop tab is a little bit better than sort of a mouse showing up on your doorstep, but all of our animal friends have different ways of showing us that connection. You know, I really hope someday that my big 75 pound obnoxious poodle mutt brings me a beautiful pine cone threaded with, with coat tabs. I would love to see that really, you know, art, you know, incredible work done by that goofy puppy I live with. I don't know. And Ray, I know you have an affinity for lovely, earrings and so i could see if you check out this photo i think really quite reasonably these twigs threaded with pop tabs you could attach one of the hangers and they could be you know they could really just they could really set off your whole wardrobe this could be your weekend wardrobe weekend project 
if only I had crows in my life, I will start hunting for a family of crows that I can foster a relationship with. Goal set, goal made, done. Set it up, Brad Hughes' birthday. Let's update this time next year. I'll update you on my crow story. That sounds like an amazing weekend project for you, Ray, is find and adopt a family of crows and see what they bring you. Outstanding. Becky you know Schnexer would be so proud. <laughs> yeah, oh, absolutely, Becky Schnexer. Shout out to her amazing, amazing science educator out there. I will say, Brad, some people set goals to work out every single day. Some people set goals to make a beautiful meal for their family or, you know, work towards a long-term goal. Me, me, it's just finding crows. That's it. That's it. Yeah, I mean, you might be on a wing and a prayer there, Ray. I don't know how where the uh, how how far away you have to travel to find those crows, but I mean, as long as all of us are challenging each other to just really branch out, you know, maybe take one, two, three minutes to you know find a family of crows. Um, you know, you never know what could happen. I mean, birds of a feather do flock together. Maybe you and others around you could you know adopt a family of crows together as a neighborhood team. Brad, you really have a skill. You really do, friend. You have an incredible skill. <laughs> We're going right to be right back talking about celebrations, continuing this conversation, but maybe not so much about crows. We'll see. All right, friends, you know, we're in Brainstorm Bank and I usually have a little shtick here explaining what Brainstorm Bank is, but I have to say Jillian just commented in the chat over on Facebook and if there is anybody who could foster a relationship with anyone, it's Jillian. So like Jillian would be the person who in the morning fills up her coffee, steps outside and has like a flock of, of beautiful parents that come and greet her. Like I see this for her. Well, I, I just had this, this vision of Walt Disney Snow White extending her arm and this would be Jillian and the birds would come in and little baby deer and little baby bunnies would come in and it kind of all come around Jillian. There'd be just this, Oh, this incredible uh, flora and fauna extravaganza surrounding the incredible and very, very dear Jillian Dubois. I couldn't agree more, Brad. And she already has children's books written about puppies and all these animals. I think it just needs to continue. She is just so warm and generous and giving. I think animals probably are just attracted to her demeanor. I, I really see this. She, I like that Snow White connection. That's exactly what I was thinking. Perfect. Perfect. Yes. Although Snow White doesn't have like multicolored parrots. Isn't she in Florida? Couldn't she have like these beautiful birds rather than Snow White had like forest creatures? You know, it's a little different. Jillian Dubois is also in Florida. So a couple things come to mind is one, she could actually travel quite easily to Walt Disney World and, and seek out Snow White for that uh, for that kind of expert, you know, the kind of expert uh, mentoring piece. The other challenge, though, is I'm not sure how many of Florida's wildlife Jillian would actually want to have around her. Like I'm, I'm thinking crocodiles, <laughs> snakes, uh, Komodo dragons. I, I don't know what's down. It's just wait, wait, wait. I hear that Florida wildlife is a little bit off the chain. I understand the the alligator. I don't I don't necessarily want to welcome those into my home. But kimono dragon, if you are fortunate enough to have a kimono dragon, you, you can't deny those are like the, the largest reptiles ever. They are scary, but really cool to look at. That used to be one of my favorite animals. I want to remind you that uh, kimono dragons are very, very dangerous. So if you have one nearby, just, just, just uh, ex exercise extreme caution. So like not pet it. Is that what you're saying? Like, don't go pet it. Uh, do not. No, do not approach. Do not oh. approach. I think actually, I, I mean, a, an untapped, 
market that we might want to switch into the the Teach Better swag store is warning vests with the Teach Better logo for Komodo dragons. I saying do not approach a Komodo dragon on duty. We don't have any swag in the Teach Better swag store that is like a warning label. That would be a totally fun collection to make of like warning, like you know, excellent teaching happening yep. here or warning, I'm a part of the Teach Better crew. Like this could be funny, especially if we get some inside jokes going. You know, I love the Teach Better swag that has those inside jokes references are funny. Me too. And another untapped line might be some pet wear. We've been talking about pets and from, you know, lizards to puppies and, and maybe some, you know, some pet products, some uh, some branded collars or some branded pet vests, maybe a pan, a, a, a branded sleeveless sweater vest for your pet for today, December 3rd might be the way to go. Oh, and I like Joe's idea here, warning Buckeye fan. Yeah, we do make a joke about Ohio and Michigan all the time. I mean, truly, there are enough inside jokes between our Teach Better team, our ambassadors, our guest bloggers, our podcasters, our mastermind crew, our speakers. Like, this could be funny. I will give a shout out, though, for those of you who um, are interested. We officially have launched our Teach Better holiday swag. And so if you are not connected or haven't checked out our swag store within the past few days, our holiday swag is out. There are a lot of different great ones in there. Shout out to Joshua Stamper who makes all that happen on the Teach Better team. So Outstanding. Outstanding. I'll check it out later. Yeah, that'd be so good. You know, Brad, this week was all about celebrating. And while I love celebrating your birthday, I'm so, so happy that this landed on today. That wasn't necessarily our goal. And when we were talking about this theme, it was discussing celebrations to end the calendar year strong with our students. And the theory was if we talked about it now, you have like two to three weeks to prepare, maybe get some logistics managed and really ensure that before your students may go on a winter break and come back in the year of 2022, you've kind of set up the celebration, the culture, the excitement for the continued learning. What were your thoughts on that theme this week? What reminds me about how we opened our conversation today, Ray, about being intentional. Uh, so, I mean, countless teachers are doing incredible work and, and they begin with the end in mind. They craft learning cycles where there's an exciting uh, entry to learning that hooks the kids' interest. There are exciting and immersive opportunities for kids to be active in their learning, to have voice and choice throughout. And they're also planning for how those learning cycles end up. Maybe it's a product, maybe it's a celebration, maybe it's a demonstration, maybe it's a collaborative demonstration of learning. So those end results can actually be uh, shaped into celebrations all on their own without having to plan what I sort of call a three ring circus or a birthday party kind of thing at the end. But, you know, strong beginnings, strong endings, make sure that those experiences for our students and for ourselves are locked in memory. Uh, memory, emotion is key to locking that in. Uh, and you want to start strong, you want to end strong and, and plan to celebrate and not just at the end, like celebrate all the way along. And that's what I heard from our guests this week too, is, you know, take every opportunity you can to recognize awesomeness as you see it, name it, put it out in the universe and then build on it. And while there was a number of different guests this week, especially on Tuesday, Mike uh, Zeman was so, so wonderful mm -hmm. giving us some some actual activities that we could literally go do and plan for our schools. A lot of the discussion this week on celebrations did focus on like the concepts of being reflective, being in community. Yes, there was a lot of activities. There were a lot of to-dos that people can go and, and, and do, but they all kind of fostered this concept around like 
building community, fostering relationships, being collaborative in that continuous celebration, which I really appreciated. I did too. And and what really struck me in listening to the conversations and also reflecting on celebrations in my own school community is the opportunity to, well, to come together, to actually use those as opportunities to build even stronger communities. And so communities say within a classroom, so you're, you're connecting your classroom with maybe special rituals or special things that just happened in room 17. Uh, that is important in terms of identity, uh, honoring what isn't, what is special about the adults and the kids in any given space. Uh, and second, celebrating what is special about that space out into the wider school community. And so a celebration mm -hmm. could include not only, uh, uh, an expression of learning, an expression of appreciation, expression of personality of any given classroom or space, but also sharing that learning or sharing that identity back out to the school community and maybe out to the community at large through things like social media. Just, you know, who are we? What do we stand for? What's important to us? And, and how do we celebrate the great things happening? All part of that ongoing cycle of communication within a classroom, school and community. You know, it's interesting, Brad, I know we touch on this frequently, but just thinking through, you know, we talk about the grid method a lot. Obviously, that's that's something very close to the Teach Better family. The Teach Further model is also something that we train on quite frequently. And, and that, that model specifically really has to do with this, like, give and take of sharing information between classrooms and community members. And the Teach Further model focuses a lot on content. But, but in your reflection there, there really is a lot of dialogue around how do we have our students share outwardly, right? We can celebrate in our classrooms, but how do we foster that continued conversation? And some of it, I mean, one of the units that, that, I, that I used to do in my own classroom that I like to share as an example for teachers is we used to make placemats that taught our, our families, taught our communities about the skills that we were learning, which is, you know, so fun. So the students would not only take those placemats home and use those placemats at the dinner table with their own family, but then we'd also send those placemats to a local restaurant and share that with the wider community. That concept of almost like, like teaching our families, teaching our communities to be a part of the, the classroom celebration is, is really fun. I like that. Concept. It, yeah. Incredible. And I think, I think, sorry, Ray, educators have been aware of the power of uh, motivating uh, kids to, to, prepare to demonstrate their learning to authentic audiences, especially when the authentic audience can provide feedback for growth. And so if it, it if it has to do with learning skills around um, food management or cash, anything to do with the business world, if you have uh, a business who can provide feedback to your class, they're, they're preparing their work for an authentic audience. And the great thing about, uh, about social media and about our connected world is those audiences are pretty much everywhere and not just in your neighborhood, like anywhere in the world. And so it reminds me a long time ago when I was, uh, when I was teaching uh, and the world of the world of the internet and, e and email was still quite new. This was just after dinosaurs like Komodo dragons roamed the earth. So the, the earth, so the earth cooled and there was an dinosaurs, and then an asteroid. And shortly after that, there was the experience that I'm talking about just to, to set the, the scene here. But we had a program called ePals where uh, we could connect with partner classes around the world. Uh, it, there wasn't even a lot of email. Like the ePals were just, hey, how are you doing? How do we meet each other? So ePals was like a, uh, a warehouse, a landing point to make these connections. But uh, as a French teacher, we partnered with a number of classes, both uh, in Quebec, Canada, uh, and in different French-speaking parts of Europe, uh, France, 
Belgium and Switzerland. And so those were the authentic audiences in the language learning context where kids were practicing their language skills. And at that time it was, you know, even sharing videos was very, very new. We actually had to burn videos to a DVD and send them. Remember DVDs, right? Yeah. I the, do remember DVDs. Silver discs. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. But I, but I can tell you these authentic audiences were so important to our kids. And the celebration that comes to mind for me was receiving a DVD back from our partner class in France. And they showed a video of the classroom. And as the camera panned, the kids saw their uh, autobiography work in French on the classroom wall. And it was like mind blown. My work, my product of my learning is on a wall in a classroom in France, enhancing this classroom. And it was like, I, I'm just, just a, it was just absolutely a goosebump moment for me as a teacher uh, and for all of the kids. So authentic audiences seeking feedback and you can weave that into the celebration for sure. Oh, I love that focus. What a great addition to this conversation as we kind of wrap up this week's dialogue around celebration is kind of that last caveat of don't keep it to yourself. Celebrating is the, one of my favorite parts of celebrating is celebrating with others. We joke about that all the time. When we, when we talk about our, our goofy holidays every day, right? We don't all celebrate all the holidays we talk about, but it's so fun to celebrate or be in community with those that are celebrating. And that's just such a beautiful part of the, the concept of celebration. I love this idea of within your classroom, within your school community, you can continue to foster more celebrating outside of that four walls as well. So, so, so neat. I love that story, Brad. That's so powerful. Right. It reminds me too, as we approach the the holiday season, that there there often may be a lot of pressure we put on ourselves, or that we feel the community is putting on us as educators to to have a big deal celebration as we approach the end of the school year. And and those are important, and but they're also energy intensive, and they can also be very stressful. As educators, we know there's a there's a constant tension between raising the energy and also sort of losing control of you know the focus our purpose is for connection and for learning and depending on your kids needs and depending on your own energy level it can be so so draining so what is really hopeful though is all of our teach better educators and all, all of our listeners and and viewers also know the power of continual celebration so celebration isn't necessarily an event a one-time thing it's it's a it's a mindset R reminds me of something i hear and and model thanks to our friend jeff gargas and jeff always leads and ends with i appreciate you it, those are three important words to make part of your everyday vocabulary. I appreciate you. Appreciation is a part of celebration and it can happen anytime, any day, anytime someone lightens your load, uh, lightens your day, brightens your day. When you notice great things happening, you can celebrate it in the moment. It doesn't have to be a big deal. You know, uh, ticker tape doesn't have to fall down from the ceiling. Balloons don't have to pop. You just have to say, hey, I love that. I appreciate that. You made my day better. You made our community better. Thanks for, thanks for being you. So good. Speaking of Jeff Gargas, he was live with us on Monday. We'll be right back as we recap the week. all week i don't i think i'm gonna have to change up all the commercials to all have that tune i just think it's so special i think it's i i don't know that's one of the things that makes our friday drop-in special ray i i think it's a great oh it's just a great pick-me-up for us as as co-hosts on the friday i would be honored if you just kind of left it to our special 
celebration as we approach the end of our Friday episode. You're totally right, Brad, but I, I do think every single Friday, you and I do um, kind of like sometimes discuss the theme while also discussing how it's been approached this week. And in theory, we really could skip this segment every Friday and just easily and seamlessly transition transition to, hey, Brad, did you catch Monday? Or, hey, Brad, did you see Wednesday? And not have this commercial. But I love this ditty so much that we're just going to keep it even though it's not necessary because I just love this one. These little moments are what we, I mean, what we in education call anchors. These are, these are, it's a sound anchor that lets us know as co-hosts and lets our community, our audience know that something cool is coming up and all of it helps people anticipate what's happening positively. But honestly, just like we say that for us, that little theme just hits, it just hits right. And it gets us set to wrap up our Friday episode in a fantastic way. Well, and we didn't have it last week, Brad. I don't know if you remember, but last week we only had daily drop in Monday, Tuesday. Yeah. We didn't change up Monday, Tuesday. We just didn't then have daily drop in Wednesday, Thursday, or Friday. So it has been two weeks since mm -hmm. we have been able to not only be together on camera for the daily drop in, but also played our favorite commercial. So I'm thrilled that your birthday has caused us to have so much celebration today. This was just meant to be in Yiddish. We say that that's Besheret just meant to be Oh, Love incredible. It. And mm -hmm. I've, I've literally been dragging myself through the past two weeks to get to daily drop in. Uh, and so I, I really missed our Friday uh, last week. Uh, know that you and family and Teach Better team members were enjoying that uh, that holiday week. And, and now we're back and it just feels great, reunited, and it feels so good. Oh, that's a good song. Reunited and, and it feels so good. good. Oh, I love it. All right. So let's recap the week, the week really quick before we leave and uh, close out our show here. It is December 3rd. And so we have had a mix of concluding November, entering into this wonderful month all together. There's been a lot of celebration. Obviously, on Monday, I was live with Jeff Gargas. We were able to talk about so many different things. But I do have to say, Brad, I don't know if you've been able to tune in every single day. Mm -hmm. But Mike, who is on Tuesday, who's a wonderful principal here in Illinois in Plano School District, had so many great ideas on Tuesday. If you guys did not catch Tuesday's episode, that one was really, really good. I love the connections that you guys drew about the Teach Better Team takeover in Plano. Uh, and that, that was just part of the, I, you know, again, part of the reciprocity of contributing, learning, reflecting. And then you got authentic feedback from Mike about that experience and how that uh, that experience was transformative for his district. Obviously, a district that is keen on, you know, not only professional learning, but professional celebration. And obviously, a district that's keen on loving and strong connections with kids, right? And what I really enjoyed too, especially for those of you who may not catch every single episode, that episode specifically not only had ideas for educators, but had ideas for administrators. Sure and did. I really appreciated that he took a different approach with how he does professional development days, kind of everything in between. So if you didn't catch that one this week, that's a major recommendation. I also loved, I was live on Wednesday with Chelsea Nicolino. Uh -huh. She's got a she's been a part of our Teach Better family for ages, but how cool was it that she was actually not only with us as an incredible in the trenches educator, but also at the location of the next Teach Better conference. We were streaming from her school and that school is actually gonna house our Teach Better conference October 14th and 15th of 2022. I love the story that Chelsea shared with you, Ray, about how she came to get to know the Teach Better family. Uh, she's, a, she's a homegrown Teach Better family, uh, incredible educator. And so, I mean, 
this is what we are discovering together, you and I, with all of our Teach Better family and team members is, is we're growing in practice and we're growing in community together. And I mean, not if, if, if anything is worthy of celebration, that absolutely is. And so it was wonderful to hear Chelsea's reflection on how she got to know the Teach Better team, uh, how Teach Better supported her teaching and therefore supported her relationship with kids, their learning, and, and you know, now has an opportunity to continue to, uh, you know, demonstrate leadership and service. It's a wonderful story. Great episode. So, so good. And then, Brad, we had Riss on yesterday. Her name's mm -hmm. Marissa, but she went by Riss, uh, which I love. You know, I love a good nickname. And holy cow, I love when we're able to incorporate new faces, new family members into the Teach Better family. Uh, she was so fun to talk to. She had such mm -hmm. an interesting passion for the concept of a power dynamic in a classroom. Mm -hmm. I just had no background in, in learning about, there were so many different avenues of our conversation yesterday that I want to explore further because I just have never had that, that, that type of conversation before with a fellow educator. So she broke up bright and early. She was streaming from the West coast oh. and holy cow, was that a fun conversation with our new family member risk. I love the perspective and the vulnerability you shared with Riss yesterday, Ray, when you said, I never thought about power dynamic that way. And like you, we tend to think about power dynamic, maybe in a neutral or even negative connotation. Often we talk about power dynamic when we are the people who are without the power or feel powerless. And so yes. when, when there's setbacks or things go wrong, we said, well, there's a power dynamic there. As educators, we know that it is about sharing and giving power away. And so if you replace the word power with voice and choice, that makes perfect sense to me now. You're, you, you are, as educator, we're moving away from transmissive education to immersive education. We're, we're giving our power, we're giving our agency to the kids, uh, and then we're distributing that power, distributing that voice and choice so that they are, they are the energy, they are the battery, they are the engine of what happens in our classrooms. Well, it's so interesting, Brad, and it's kind of fun to be able to reflect on this after the fact. I struggled through that conversation because we were using the word power. Mm -hmm. If she was talking about voice and choice, those are very common discussions that I've had. I found though that my uncomfortability using the word power, that feeling like that was not the word that I wanted to authentically use, actually gave a different definition to a word that I truly did have a negative connotation about. And through that hour-long conversation we had, I was able to internally do some reflection on why the term power had that negative connotation and why I felt so drawn to use maybe a word that had more of an uplifting, you know, uh, connotation in, in my mind. So it was a really interesting dialogue. And again, something unexpected. I follow Riss on Instagram and I, I continue to learn from her and it was so wonderful to introduce her incredible knowledge to our community. So definitely an episode we're checking out too. Interesting connection. If I can bring us back to the French connection again, Ray, uh, in, in French, uh, the word for power is pouvoir, mm -hmm. which is also the verb, which means to be able to, uh, to have the capacity, the ability to. Mm -hmm. And so it's interesting. They come from the same root uh, and you're right. It's, it's all in how you manage and anticipate and uh, I guess embody that word in language, but at its heart, at least in French, it, it means to have the capacity to do something. And so I think of power equating to energy as well. I mean, energy makes our lives and our world go around in terms of technology and electronics and, and just, but also the energy in the room. It's something that is uh, palpable. It's something that's living and it's something that is always moving. And so mm -hmm. often when we think about the word power, we think we may think of who has it and who doesn't. 
who is exercising it and who is trying to gain it. But if we go back to pouvoir, the, the power, the, the capacity to be and to do, that rings true for me, Ray, in terms of what we have and what we have to share. We have the capacity to share with others so that they can be even better, like even more even powerful, even more effective agents of change and learning in our classrooms. Pouvoir. Oh, so neat. I love that great connection. I will say, Brad, we also in that dialogue with Riz had a conversation that was sparked from a question in our private Facebook group about AR and VR technology, mm -hmm. which translates very well to next week's theme. Our theme next week is all about the technology that you should try today. So we are going to have a number of different guests join us next week, obviously to have foster a number of different conversations. But one of the focuses will be what are the actionable pieces of technology that you may not be utilizing? And what can you consider doing with students with that tech? So on Monday morning, obviously, we'll start bright and early with the one and only Jeff Gargas. On Tuesday, we have Liza Thomas joining us, who is a new face to the Teach Better team. On Wednesday, we have um, Hedrick Nichols, who is mm -hmm. a part of the Teach Better family. We love anything Hedrick Nichols puts out there. She has some incredible books out there. Holy cow, that'll be a good conversation. Michael um, Lubefeld is joining us on Thursday. And then obviously, Brad, you and I kicking off Friday together the 10th of December. So we're going to have a full week of information. That sounds like an amazing lineup. I was just I was just really hoping I would hear about one particular guest who would come on to discuss AR. Uh, mm -hmm. I was I was hoping that you would, would have found a pirate to come on and discuss AR uh is that possible is there still can we squeeze that in because i mean that's that's a pirate's favorite technology our you know brad whatever makes you happy uh okay. i will take your puns and we will make it happen <laughs> appreciate that so fun for all of you that are joining us on this beautiful friday december 3rd morning we appreciate you we cannot wait to continue to not only celebrate the conclusion of the week with you but wish you a wonderful weekend as you take the final sips of your coffee and enjoy the day Brad, thanks so much for coming live with me on your birthday. I know it's it's just as easy. You could have said, oh, it's my birthday. I'm going to take the day off and <laughs> sleep in and spend the morning with family. But I appreciate that you could spend the morning with our Teach Better family this morning. It's it, it is truly, like truly, it is a gift to share this time and space with you each week, Ray. So this is, I couldn't think of a better way to kick off a great day and a great week ahead and a great day, mm -hmm. uh, a great day of celebration uh, for my birthday today. So this was your gift to me is the opportunity to connect with you on screen and uh, and and share out uh, great ideas and have great conversations. So yeah, I wouldn't have missed it. I love it. For all of you here, please let us know when you are watching. Feel free to also wish Brad a happy birthday in your message. So take a screenshot of us being all wacky on camera. Make sure that you tag us on whatever social media platform you're watching on. And then also in the, in the description today, you're going to have to put happy birthday to the one and only Mr. Brad Hughes. So Brad, I hope you have a wonderful rest of your Friday, December 3rd. Everybody else, we hope you have the best Friday celebrating all the holidays today. And we will see you back here Monday morning, bright and early with Jeff Gargas on Daily Drop-In. See you later, friends.